the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Daniel Quinn and Christopher Prunty. Gentlemen, glad to have you on today. Normally in these episodes, we collaboratively create podcasts with our listeners from listener suggestions. But this week, oh, this week is a little bit different. Uh, after our Morkborg episode came out, my wife actually listened to it, which is unusual, but you know, whatever. But she actually came up with an interesting idea. When Johan said something about cookbooks, she was like, oh, that's an episode you guys should do. You should have an entire episode where you talk about how food is a really important aspect of the world. And I said, you're absolutely right. And so here we are. This is, in fact, our episode. Our episode today, the premise is, welcome to Flavortown. <laughs> what, what, what was the other name you had for it that I peed myself over? Uh, oh, this this episode is going to have three titles. All right? Land of a Thousand Flavors. <laughs> it's The actual one is going to be Land of a Thousand Flavors. The subtitle is going to be Land of a Thousand Island Dressing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and welcome to Flavortown. And, well, and, and welcome to Flavortown is actually that might be the actual intro. God damn it. All right. Anyway, this episode, we're each bringing three tenets of the setting that have to be true. And <clears throat> uh, because I don't get to go first very often, my first tenet is actually going to be a follow up to what my wife said, where I said, yeah, we're going to do that setting. And then she said, OK. But now you have to add chonky beef cats to it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right, then. That is a much harder one. So I, I decided I was thinking about it. I'm like, hey, do I want to do, you know, like uh, like what kind of a chonky beef cat could it be? Is it a monster? Is it a steed? And then I thought, you know, what we haven't done yet. We haven't done a red wall slash root tabletop game slash mouse guard setting. So my first tenet is going to be all of the characters are anthropomorphic animals. Oh boy. I am so glad I wasn't the one to suggest this. Uh, I, this is my gift unto you, Christopher. Consider an early, an early gift. Uh, consider you can do an this. early present. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> consider it an early birthday present. Entered furry town. Fur, furry flavor town. That doesn't seem to go together, though. It's quite bad. Yeah, no, that no, no. Yeah, that's why we're just keeping the regular titles that we already came up with, Daniel. <laughs> furry flavor is something entirely different and is very not PG. I do me. I do like that conceptually only because um well, for a number of reasons, but mainly because, you know, animals they're driven primarily by having to find four sources of food. So thematically, I think that that works. Yes, the other reason I wanted to go with this is because uh, I actually, as as much as I make fun of Chris for it, I actually do love the root aesthetic and setting. And uh, like Redwall, for example, is also really like a deeply formative part of my childhood. Uh, so I, I do have a love of that type of aesthetic. And I'm like, yeah, it's better than elves and dwarves. So fuck it. Let's go with the anthropomorphic animal option. Are, are you also seeing this more of a world that's similar to uh, like, Zootopia Beast Stars, or is it more Redwally? I was thinking more Redwall than Beast Stars for sure. Okay. Although I actually think that the theme should still be rather mature. 
Uh, you know, like I think that Root has a cute aesthetic, but when you actually look at what's going on, it's actually pretty dire. So yeah. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of down with that dichotomy, you know. Are 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 there is the world exclusively these anthropomorphic beings, or are is there another part of the world that has humans? No, there's no humans. Fuck okay. humans. Just fuck checking. dwarves. Fuck elves. None of those exist. It's there's no furry only. dwarves. <laughs> Those are, Those called, are called moles. Moles. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad you that we're on the same page Chris. here. Yeah. You get your dwarves, but they're furry mole people. <laughs> I'm happy and disappointed all at once. Wait, this is the episode <laughs> where I get to have aphids. <laughs> I said, no, no. Because they can ride and, aphids. Or, no, or, animals, or not cattle. Insects. They're cattle. Animals, not in- Fine. You know what? Fine. <laughs> You know what? You know what? I'll allow it. Sweet, I'll delicious it. aphid they milk. They could brew aphid milk in, in steins. And it's you mean, foamy. You mean ale? If, yeah. Actually, you know what? Hold on. The, the, as dumb as that is, that yeah. can be a mole thing. Yes. You know, like underground. You know, yeah, oh my sure. God. Th- these are becoming more like dwarves, and I approve. This is my favorite look, day. You, look, this is a gift unto everyone. You already right? have given us the gift this time. Yes, you're you're welcome. You're welcome. And to our listeners, I apologize. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it to be it's like this. It's our day, Chris. It's come at last. All right. Why did we lose so many followers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It turns out no one wants aphid milk, Daniel. How about that? That's you're going to have to find your own podcast now. He didn't say it was the dwarves. I know. <laughs> oh, well, we don't have dwarves, so it's fine. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, th- yeah, so that's my first tenant. Who's up next? I need to rethink one of mine. <laughs> oh, I can, I can, I can screw things up immediately if you like. Go for it. Okay. So I love, I love this, and I think this can work. We can tweak it. Um, the premise I had is that the setting or the the place that this takes place in um, is desolated in such a way that it's not possible to grow food. Oh, interesting. Food has to be created in some other way. What do you mean by that? So I have another one that I'll, I'll talk about later, but I was thinking that um, if you can't grow food, you have to make it perhaps magically or by some other means. See, that that actually – so that fits in I'm, – I'm going to go again, and I apologize, but it works <laughs> okay. so well. My other tenet was the main source of adventure in this setting – Mm-hmm. is to find ingredients. Yes, so that works with mine too. Oh yeah, exactly. So that works perfectly. Or the so, same wavelength. Yeah, totally. I love the idea that ingredients of whatever they are is mm-hmm. it's going to be very difficult to find, you know, like, oh, geez, we got to find this thing and eat it, you know? Right. So however we want to style the, like, I don't know what created the situation or, you know, how it literally manifests, but the uh-huh. idea is you can't like, you know, grow crops or farm like that. What that has been like um, damaged or um, has been ruined in some way, and so now they, these anthropomorphic animal people have to find other means to um, create their food. Mm-hmm. See, I want to push back on the farming thing. I think farming mm-hmm. should be okay, but it's like part of me wants to say that the potency of the ingredients matters to the spells that they're or the magic that's being cast through food. Um, so maybe the, 
or maybe the um their the crops are like not good enough like they're they're wilting or like kind of bland maybe whatever's poisoned the land has made it difficult to produce useful crops. i actually had something that uh i was going to go along this lines but it was more sci-fi uh but i can can i can hammer it down into this uh it's kind of like how there would be yeast or uh machine made food that is essentially tasteless but doesn't fill fill you up it doesn't taste good it meets your nutritional needs you could have that that is something that is basically either grown or like cultivated but it just gives a more magical slash really good quality to when you have food that is made and and grown as opposed to it just like oh it's yeast mush and algae does a body good? But it's not mm. enough. Yeah, so I, I see what you mean. Yeah. So like, like the the ingredients they can collect could create real meals that actually have flavor and are good and more nourishing. But the stuff you can grow because of what's happened isn't really that great. It's just like Swilland esque, you know. Oh, so, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so everything that you grow in the ground, so this this kind of works, right? I I, I think so anyway. So mm-hmm. what if? You can still grow food and you get nutrition out of it, like Chris is saying, but it doesn't have any flavor. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I think that yeah. would be great. Yeah, so so like you actually have to like you have to find the right ingredients and imbue it with magic yeah. in order for you to taste anything. That I so love. imagine this world where you eat and you eat and it's nothing. You just get nothing. It's like, it's oh, cardboard. okay, cool. Yes. And then you taste your first apple and it's like what is this? What is this? Yeah. Right. Oh. Like, because, because I don't think people understand how robust the flavors that we eat every day really are mm-hmm. until they deprive themselves of like flavor. Right. And, and corn is naturally way sweeter than people realize it to be. Like if you mm-hmm. eat nothing but like plain ass potatoes and then you take a bite of corn, imagine how different that would be, like how life changing yeah. that would be for you. I mean, I I recently grew um, tomato plants for the first time because I've been super into gardening, and I have you know I've never eaten a tomato that was grown before. And I was like, oh my god, they do! I didn't know they taste like this. Oh know? yes, I have it's a, a CSA that's difference. coming to me like every week, and like the blueberries, the tomatoes, and everything. It's it's really weird and different to taste. Yeah. I think uh, so. Sh- I my wife and I watch Chef's Table quite often. And one of my one of the things that I kind of realized from the episode that features Dan Barber is just that, you know, farmers don't farm for flavor. They farm for size and bulk, you know, what they can Mm -hmm. sell the most of more often than not. And so when you have small, like, you know, really, you know, individualized crops that you can really mess around with it changes everything about the flavor of the food, right? Like Mm -hmm. I have eaten at Blue Hill at Stone Barn. I have had a habanero pepper that has had the capsaicin bread out of it. It is one of the most flavorful peppers I have ever eaten. And it is utterly bizarre to realize that I'm eating a habanero pepper. It's, it's really wild. So I, I, I think that food is really cool. And I think that we, I love the direction that we're going with this already. Like this is so hyper specialized to my interests and I fucking love it. Can I, can I go next? Can I make a tenant? Can I make a tenant? I've been waiting for you to make a tenant for hours, Chris. For hours. Hours. Um, I would like the position of uh, 
court chef to be similar to what you normally see in fantasy as like the court wizard. Oh uh, yeah. I want it to be a piece of prominence and also uh not everyone can cook or bring flavor out to things, but the royal people or the, uh, people of means do hire someone who who does do it. And it's also used in the sense of how we want food to be magical in this world, uh, that they're not just there to like be a good time for the king, but it's also just like, hey, uh, we're going to need you to make a banquet because we're going to war. So that actually rolls into one of my other tenets very well, which is um, food. So, so you can't just like sprinkle seasoning on something and have it be magical. The mm-hmm. process of creating magic is through the process of cooking the food itself. And the only way that you could administer magic is through consumption of food. So it's a matter of I'm going to make this roast and I'm going to make this, you know, particular item or like souffle. And because I'm making it with these specific ingredients, it now imbues a specific magical effect as opposed to something like I sprinkle some dust on it and I cast a wand and then now it has that magical effect. No, 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 no. The ritual of magic itself is done through creation of these dishes. That's what they're they're alchemists is what you're saying. More or less, but specifically, yeah. well, actually, that's what, that's what chefs are anyway, right? That's yeah. more like yeah. bakers. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Well, that's a but question yeah. for you, for, for you food people. Um, what's the difference? So with these food alchemist magician sorts that we've just created, like, is there a difference between like cooking and baking? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Are because, those like disciplines of the, of the magic? Yeah, I, I actually, I, I had a sub thought that I was thinking of where it's like, uh, baking are essentially wizards. Like it's mm-hmm. all very textbook, right? Oh yeah whereas, yeah. whereas cookery is very sorcerous, right? Like where there's a little bit more looseness with intuition. The flavors in, in intuition. Exactly. And then brewing, I, I saw as this like this third kind of bastard. Oh my God. I love this alchemy. so much already. I love yeah. it. So, I could play, I could totally see this as being like character classes or sub kits, you know? Yeah. And got to make think, the brewers like clerics. Yeah. Yeah. So, so actually, that, that's Elixirs. an interesting concept that I kind of was playing around with is it kind of changes how magic works, right? Like mm-hmm. you're not going to eat eat a sandwich and then throw out a fireball because that doesn't really make sense, right? So my idea is the, the magic in this world is far more based around, you know, like buffs essentially mm-hmm. or like altering the state of the person who consumes it. Right. And so obviously it's not like you're going to war and you're like, eat the sandwich. <laughs> like you can't, eat the sandwich could, now. They can all drink their steins though and have a burp that's that's like fiery potentially. See that I that I can accept, right? Yeah. Berserker like, we're, rage we're, beer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like stuff like that is no problem. But but what I'm saying is that you're not going to you're not gonna you're not gonna have fireballs as no. prevalent as something in this world, right? Like right. it's it's a, it's an entirely different system. That, that in, in a lot of ways, and this is going to sound kind of weird, focuses more on consent with mm-hmm. magic, right? Because there is non-consensual magic, and that's very prevalent pretty much in all of fiction, right? right. Of, of, of genre fiction, rather. But this is, the, this is like a focus on like, hey, no, you have to make the conscious decision to accept to this it. magic. Unless they like force you to drink a poisonous thing, or trick other you. Than that, yes. yeah, or trick you, yeah, with a meal. Right. So, so that that's actually what I like about the idea is because now 
you're focusing a little bit more on the subterfuge and a little mm-hmm. bit more on the espionage where it can actually be a very serious thing to poison right. and you know and, and whatnot like because it's I, also I think... a waste of food yeah, oh i didn't we know, even think about yeah, that because we know that it's difficult to get these ingredients because of the state well, of the land well it's also like the one joke that I've always hated about people who work in restaurants are like, oh, yeah, they hate you. They'll spit in your food. It's just like, no, I fucking hate you, but I respect the food that you're eating. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, when you say that, like, I, I didn't actually re- recognize that. Yeah, that would probably be a serious thing where you're wasting food in a world that needs it. So, of course, that would be like the dark arts, right? Poisoners are yeah. basically necromancers in a lot of ways, right? Uh, yeah. Poisoners are just people who are not serve safe. <laughs> True, <laughs> they're, they're so deliberately dumb. serving like bad food. That's so great. I mean, oh my god, flavorful food with a bad effect. You know, I practice the art of the poison hand. Shut up! You just don't wash them. No, the <laughs> evil wizards. The evil wizards are candy mages because they want you to eat. Like they oh want god. you to eat their food, right? And it tastes like exceptionally good, but it has negative effects. Like it's full of sugar, or it's like you know, it's it's like fatty. It's like that. That's they're candy okay. wizards, basically. Okay, that's that's a that's an entirely separate subsection. But yes, I'm down with that entirely, hundred yes. percent. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I want to play a candy wizard immediately. <laughs> Considering that you are in real life a candy wizard, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. This setting, we are like 15 minutes into this episode, and I am already in love with this fucking I know. concept. I want to write a story set of this. Because it, 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 what's great yeah. is I was thinking about um, the interview. Uh, so I was thinking about um, what C.R. Rowanson had said about transference, right? When you're thinking about magic systems. So that's what's cool about this one is the, the means of transference is by consumption, right? So it's a different kind. It, we're using one of his principles, like if we're going to describe it, you know, it's not you know, like you were saying, there's not non-consensual throwing a fireball at someone and affects them. They have to imbibe the thing. And that's the transference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's a fair, I think that's a really, really interesting point. Uh, earlier you had said that you don't want it just to be that someone can sprinkle in uh, spices and make something magical. Yes. That's like a core tenet. Uh, yeah. But not just for the uh, kind of tools of war and the regents of everything, but just to keep your populace happy. I feel like uh, wars will be fought over areas that you can get spices from. Like even yeah. like uh, instead of an oil war, it's a black pepper war or kind of thing. Uh, I, I think an oil war is still a different type of oil war. It's now an olive oil war. <laughs> an olive oil war, yes. yeah. Oh my of god. Course. Oh my god. That's. I mean, that, that also. I mean, that, that question. So I would have some follow up questions for you, Chris, too. Like, if if there are certain areas that have more of the ingredient resources, um, like, is there some special cultivation going on there with the land, or what are they like? What are what? What's the difference between the land being poisoned and producing flavorless food, and the places that you? You can get these ingredients from like are they special plants like what are they i could see that maybe they found something that could possibly uh be adapted or it could be just a staple of their culture that they have kept a preserve of these things and it's like imagine a religious order that's up on a monastery that is just like oh yeah we have dates we have uh, passed this this land and we have cultivated it the this small plot of land is still arable and we can farm it, but uh, you're not allowed to have it. We just don't give it to people willy nilly. And oh, so pockets to... of land that are, that are good, basically. 
Yeah, either it wasn't touched, or imagine uh, people on pilgrimage kind of coming with some non-tainted uh, uh, soil and being like, I'm going to drop off a pound, thanks for the date. Mm-hmm. So I, I do want to make two points here, gentlemen. Uh, number one, I, I need to I need to cram in a Dune reference by saying that the spice must flow. Oh, yes. Um, bitch. Yeah, I had to do it. Apologies. Uh, apologies to no one. Uh, but also, I, I kind of had this idea that the magic is is kind of flowing through these ingredients to begin with. So mm-hmm. when you're talking about these pockets of land that have magical, you know, food, why not just have it be as simple as it's magic's fault, but also then explain it through like a ley line system of some oh, kind. Oh, okay. You know, like I- where you have these fonts of magical power and mm-hmm. for whatever reason, the main areas where people live the ley lines are weakened and you know there's there's almost no magic and so people have to reach out and and go out to different areas to seek magic. Oh, I you love know? that. Yeah. Can you kick that up a notch and say that the ley lines are actually root systems? So like <laughs> Oh, that's great. Also yeah. great emerald great emerald reference too by kicking it up a notch. That's great. <laughs> that's <laughs> I did <laughs> not knowing. <laughs> yeah, uh, bam. I don't believe you. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. Oh, Dude, you have no idea how much of an overlap my interests in, because I, I love food. My wife is literally a, a, a fucking food writer for a magazine. Like everything is coming together on this particular episode. And I'm going to just, I'm going to squeeze out every reference that I fucking oh, can. Man. Question so, for you, Rob. Um, yes. What's the name of that horrible chef that everyone hates? Diners and Dives or whatever. Oh, Guy Fieri. Yeah, would he be um, like a candy wizard, or would he just be like a terrible, no. a bad mage? Like, what would no, he be? Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let's not besmirch Guy Fieri here, all right? Like, yes, like yes, he creates bad food, but yeah. he is a genuinely good guy mm-hmm. who does a lot of good for the industry. Like, he highlights shitty food, some or, or bad for you food. It's comfort food, essentially. Is he right? a grease cooker? Is that his like class? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I like my. that. Yeah. He's a grease cooker. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's acceptable. I can fuck around with that. Like, if you want to create some kind of weird donkey sauce where it's made by an actual donkey, like, go for it, dude. I got no problem with that. <laughs> but but I, I, I don't want to besmirch Guy Fieri's name here. I really don't. I, think I actually have perfectly... eaten at some of the places he's visited, and, and some of them are really good. Yeah, of course they are. He he. But that's because he's not making the I food. mean. I love shitty uh, food, so I'd probably eat whatever he makes. But I, I, what my understanding is that everybody true. seems to shit yeah. on him. Daniel, you do have like two flavors that you enjoy. Yeah. It's like meat and salt and garlic. Sugar. No, it's meat and candy is basically yeah. what Daniel subsists off Steak of. Steak so. or candy corn. That's it. God, I am just picturing that candy wizard, and it is not. I can't wait. Huh, uh, remember what wait what kind of what kind of an animal is your is your candy wizard daniel oh it would have to be something weasel. that's like hyperactive yeah like a weasel, oh, weasel. or like a yeah. ra- like a like a bird of some the kind. pedophile of the animal king oh my god oh no that's the, uh, sorry that's necrophile sorry apologies oh yeah <laughs> hummingbird a hummingbird would be a candy wizard oh yeah oh, that's perfect. a good point Drinks nectar yeah that's mm-hmm. great that's a see okay look at again we're like barely 20 minutes in here this is the dumbest coolest setting i'm so fucking in on this already it's amazing i also just want to take a an aside that i love how food often tells so much of a story in itself uh yeah to to bring up what you hate uh of uh tolkien Mm -hmm. 
I love the fact that like the laminous bread and everything, it's meant to be filling, it's sweet, it's delicious, and that's like the elven version of hardtack. It's they're like, yeah. yeah, this is not a dessert. I'm glad that yeah. you enjoyed it. And then to be the inverse, the hobbits are like, oh wow, uh, can we have another? Just like, dear God, that's supposed to fill you up for a day. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's I, I think that one of our you know kind of core principles that we've always we've always focused on is. I mean, even, even in like as far back as episode four, like the idea that food is cultural or like cultural aspects are related through food is huge, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, a culture when you know, it's food is, is yeah. really genuinely how I feel because what, what separates cuisine, right? Like it's, it's the spices. They all tell a story like you were saying, Chris. And I think it's really important that like, food doesn't get discounted here, man. Like that you're making some excellent points. It's, it's culture. It's like anthropologically essential to a culture, like the food that they use, because it's, if we go back to the setting, we created that there's these animals, like it's their basic instinct is to survive and to eat. Right. And at, at, at some level we are like them, you know, and our cultures reflect that. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I do have to ask the awkward question about how we feel about meat in this society Ooh, that's a good question yeah it's not an awkward question because they have to eat um other other people then is it cannibalism because yeah. they're that's see that's that's kind of what i'm thinking like yeah. is there like do they have animals as well as anthropomorphic animals so you can just really or oh or I've maybe or maybe you're not gonna like it no no is no, it no, gonna be insects <laughs> i was gonna say insects God damn it. Okay, well... That's a good point. Where, could you expand upon that, protein. Daniel? They're protein. Okay, hold what on. else do the insects okay. do? Okay, <laughs> yes. Fine, yes. But also, I have a different idea. Uh -huh. What if the mythical creatures of this particular land are the ones that they eat? Oh. So it's okay to eat a, let's say, whatever the equivalent of a dragon is, because dragon that's fly. where you get... No, no. <laughs> fucking no. <laughs> Uh, continue sorry so much hate and vitriol in that. no <laughs> you were saying but no like it, like okay find find the equivalent of a dragon or find uh -huh. the equivalent of a manticore or find the equivalent Praying of mantis. uh i swear to fucking god <laughs> but but find those equivalents right and then like why wouldn't they feel like it's not a thinking being right uh -huh. for the most part why wouldn't they and and as one of my tenants already was, the major part of the adventure, yeah. excuse me, sorry. Sorry, as I was saying, uh, one of the major tenets that I had already said was part of the adventure is getting the ingredients. Mm -hmm. So why not have like, oh, we got to go wrangle this monster because we need the ingredients for the meat or the yeah, stew. Yeah, that or makes whatever. perfect sense. Like, because yeah. the rarer the monster, too, the, you get special parts, you know, for the ingredients beyond the plants that live in the ley lines. Yes. Um, and then what you, what you can here's here's, okay, this one you're gonna like and hate simultaneously because I think it works. So, for example, remember how I really wanted to have giant ass ladybugs that were Vorpal? Yes. So we can have that now. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm not even against the bug meat type situation. Yes. I just want there to be other options as well as yeah. bug meat. Like maybe I mean? they're the same, so they're sacred. But it's like okay, so it's like you know, Holly, we would love like a a, a, a filet mignon, right? Or some some like the the what's the meat that is like um, wagyu goose. Um, 
oh, what is it? It's like oh, you're talking like about Kobe Wagyu, yeah, or four growling. So like those kind of or or that that ragu like um those I'm not giant a fan of foie gras. By the way, it's, it's I it's, love it's, foie gras. I it, I don't mind the flavor. It's the texture that gets me for some reason. I, I, I never have a texture problem. What like, I mean well, is like those bits are in these giant insects, right? Potentially, you know, or you go to you have to find a rare plant, you know, that only grows at the top of a mountain peak, you know, on a certain month and you have to get access to it because these monks protect it that's the kind of stories you can tell now right with these adventures absolutely i'm gonna like my expansion upon the monks yeah oh man i now i'm just thinking of like warrior monks a la like japan from the warring <laughs> states era where they're just like the most badass people around yes. i love it yeah i, oh, I picture like a uh, quarter staff that is actually just a pepper mill oh <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> so yes uh wait can we can we have like a flail that's just like a clove of garlic or something like that (laughs) garlic flails Uh, okay well now okay now we're now we're creating a system where food is okay wait a minute now now it's making a lot more sense the there's some food that's edible and then there's some food that's not because it's weapons and armor that's Mm. that's what we're creating here right yeah or maybe like you can you could eat it but it requires like a far different process like if you're gonna cook like bark right or something or you could probably have to do something very different i imagine well actually one of the tenets uh for cooking is also not to have waste so you have all the bones and everything that even after you were to uh kind of get the marrow from it and the flavor yeah you have stuff that you have to use yeah how you say it chitin i think so chitin 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 yeah like so like from an insect you know like the bits you could use that as armor potentially Oh man, this is okay. I, I this is so dumb and whimsical and fun. I am so I am loving this episode. I know I've, I've, I've oh. repeated myself. I don't give a fuck. I'm having so much fun already. This is. If you want something dumb? I can add another my one of my tenants. Go on. Add so your it. wife mentioned chonky cats. Yes. Uh, so, chonky beef cats specifically. Beef cats. Thanks. Beef so. Cats. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, this is very vague, but I, I wanted to put it out there because that'd be fun to work with. Um. I want there to be a so I want there to be those chunky beef cats. But if you think of like Alice in Wonderland and um, you know the the mystical cat that's in that, I imagine there being there's these these magical cats that are they're literally cats. Um, there's different flavors of them. Um, not that they would be eaten. They're mischievous and sphinx sphinx like, um, and they have the same magic as the magic source that runs through the ley lines. I can support this. Yeah, um, and then. They have to be chonky, Daniel. Yes, obviously they're so <laughs> oh, snorted, you son of a bitch. Like they, they're like they've been. E- they're really fat cats. They're eating. They're they're able to eat like luxuriously, perhaps because people view them as sacred, or perhaps because they have secret knowledge about the ley lines. Yeah, yeah, they're basically like flavor sages, right? Yes. Where they're chonky because they're eating all of the magic, and that's yes. why they're also innately magical. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my god, we also threw in chonky beef cats! Yes! (laughs) I I picture them like you'd go to like, okay, so probably people have erected like special cat houses for them because they're so (laughs) sacred and important. So you go to this house, bring treats to it. I actually think that we're dealing with some kind of like a wandering monk or a wandering oh. sage situation. But how do they move like, around? They're so they're so big. <laughs> yeah, okay. Have you not seen a chonky beef cat just like scurrying <laughs> all over the place? 
No, no. It, it, oh. So if they're wanderers, what I'm imagining also, is they're we, full of magic. Magic maybe, is, is propelling them. Maybe they That's erect shrines guess. to them, and they want the the cats to come visit. And so the cats will alight a shrine where they can be fed and fawned over, and then give knowledge before they flee. That's great! I, oh my god, that's amazing. Yes. My religion is going to be a little bit different. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, go ahead. So, damn, did it again. What's what's your religion, Chris? Uh, I don't have their tenets or anything down, of course, as we're coming up with this. But I'm feeling that they have a holy book that is kind of like the gastrom gastronomique of oh where they, they're like this is how you cook this is the way things are have to be you cook it the right way and they hate heretics that combine flavors in ways that they see as unnatural in the gastronomicon wow, that's, that's so accurate no no because th these are just like religious hardliners man yeah mm -hmm. it, and then like the the cat sages the chonky beef cats mm -hmm. They're basically walking around being like, you can just do whatever you want with ingredients, man. So like, they're opposed to the cats. Yes. Catch yeah. up on a hot dog heresy. And there's probably people, and this is getting into the episode two, there's probably people who want to hunt a cat and eat it, obviously. And Ooh. they're bad. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. The extreme flavorist. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then, and then, of course, you have, like, the gourmands who are, yes. who are just, like, just fat people or, or like, fat animals <laughs> – <laughs> fucking <Seriously>? fatties <laughs> no no just hating on them <laughs> look as the only fat one on this podcast that is the <laughs> nicest thing you've ever said <laughs> you're chubby you're not fat oh yeah it's true uh, uh, anyway I have, I have to cut a lot of that out I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's true <laughs> Uh, man. Oh, anyway, so I also imagine that like there are gourmands, right? Who are basically, mm -hmm. I want to eat rare in ingredients. I want to eat illegal ingredients. Yes. I want whatever dark power comes with it. And so actually we should probably stay away from fat people innately <laughs> being evil uh, because right. that's <laughs> obviously not good, but we do have chunky beef cats as an alternative. So that's, there's there's two sides at least. Well, maybe maybe the gourmands don't necessarily. It doesn't have to be reflect their actual um their actual body size, right? Like it could also could be, be a, a gourmand. Really you know? That's very yeah. true. Like right. uh like the critic from Ratatouille. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. But there is a reverence for um, appreciating food, which is expressed at least in the setting through the cat's luxuriousness of physical form and of its its exuberant personality. Yes, ab absolutely. Oh man! All right. Uh, who, who? Who? What's What's next? Who else? Who else has tenants left? Did I do three? I have, I have one. Daniel, go. So, uh, with, since we've established that the chefs are highly regarded, um, essentially, flavor different types of wizards who um, are sought after by, I assume, a places of 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 Leyland power and B probably just towns who want to have a badass chef at their disposal, right? There must be a place where they can learn and where they can learn from the gastronomicon or the gastronique, whatever we called it, um, and where they can um, get the basics of cooking and decide to become a brewer, a baker, a cooker. Um, and this is the Magical Culinary School, which is a place that you go to if you've been um, selected and you're worthy of, of being taught the fine, the fine culinary magical arts. So we got Magical Hogwarts. Basically. I 
I just want to say that it was gastronique, but gastronique. the gastronomicon is so, so much better. <laughs> Actually, I thought gastronomicon is like where the poisoners are. Like oh, what the yeah. No, no, it has book. to be a book in some form. I don't know. <laughs> evil book yeah. of gastronomy, the gastronomicon. Yeah. Yes. The, the gastronomicon is definitely the evil book for sure. What, what I would what I would say, the only thing I, I want to have in the magical school is I want it to be the kind of thing where – you can you can't just walk into the magical school and I want to become a student. You have to go there and you have to pass a certain test in order to be worthy, or either to, either to be worthy or to graduate. And it must be motherfucker. What you are talking about is an episode of Chopped. That is, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is literally what you're describing. I'm thinking. Oh I'm thinking. Okay, you know, you know the, the the baking show that everyone loves was it called British Baking Show? British right. Bake Off. Yeah, the British Bake Off. So like, I'm picturing like you know those two judges. They're like high level badass wizards who are going to test you to see if Holy you're worthy. Holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah. And then that's where you get your tournament arc when you're like, yep. create. oh my God, this is yep. fucking great. Dude, this is this is like the nexus of, I'm. we're done with the <laughs> podcast after this series because I can't do anything better than this. Like, Jesus. I remember oh, uh, a class that was also an exalted, uh, the gaming system that someone had developed and I loved it because not just the wizards, but I think we need to touch on the fact of, and I'm sorry if this is out of turn, but uh, the martial skills of knife skills. Oh, oh yes, that's got to be a thing. Yeah, yeah, I was I was thinking about like how that would work because like, is every chef just like a wuxia, you know, like? Well, if you're a cooker, of... possibly, but not if you're a brewer. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because right. you've got different types Whoa. of wizards now. You know, like okay, they might so go to the school to learn. The, the paladins are the prep chefs. Yeah, I <laughs> yes. was like, okay, so like. Cookery chefs are basically uh-huh. like martial classes, right? Yeah. Where they have like sword and knife skills and shit like that. Oh my wizards. God. I'm sorry. You know, the knife skill wizards. class is reminding me of what the paladins have to probably go through, where it was just like, drop yeah. all the carrots, Julian. <laughs> we, we know we know the bakers are the wizards, the academic types. So we know brewers are probably like either alchemists or clerics or something like that. I'm thinking clerics, right? Because clerics, wait, wait, right? wait. Cle- Brewers oh, no. are more like druids, and the clerics and everything are the people who just follow the recipes. Are those wizards? Mm, no, 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 because recipes that. are uh, uh, wizards are like classically trained people. Mm-hmm. These are people who don't innovate or experiment; they go by the recipe. Hundred percent. I don't agree with that because yeah. historically monks were like brewers and winemakers and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I get you. So yeah. I, I would I would rather stick with like a cleric being the brewer class. I think yeah, that right. makes a lot more sense. I mean, maybe maybe they're like a subset of brewers who focus specifically on like um, aperitifs and like you know a, 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 a curatives or like things that will cleanse your palate. You know, druids, Chris, are more like fungal mancers basically they're <laughs> they're more like hey we got mushrooms and shit y'all like they're or or they're, they're garmage like the managers <laughs> what garmage keeper of the cold food they're like the salad people and the yeah. uh yeah yeah <laughs> yes there you go. god okay, i want to i want to see this that it's just i want it to be the level of dumb of like fire force for some reason yes 
But it's working. All of yes. this is working. Yeah. Yes. Could, you imagine, could you imagine a venturing party? It would be so crazy. You'd have like, you know, your your paladin or your fighter who's like literally the butcher chef guy. Yes. You've got, you know, your wizard who's collecting all the ingredients and he knows how to create like crazy meals because he's following the recipes. And the brewer who has, he does the same collecting, but he's kind of like got to intuit it together and pray, hope for the best. He doesn't say pray for the best. Oh maybe, my God, maybe they right. also worship certain cats, the brewers. Like they they worship the philosophy of certain cats. That's what makes them clerical. See, I, I feel like that's not a religious thing. That's more of like a, a school of, of yeah, like a uh, school of philosophy. Yeah. Yes. Well, you yeah, could yeah, also yeah. just make them they're the saints of different things. Yes. Just like this is yeah. Saint IPA. Oh yeah. my God, go. Saint there we go. IPA. Nailed it. <laughs> yep. Okay. 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 We're down. Uh, shit. Uh, what what else can we do? Uh, oh, the candy makers. We got it. We got to talk about the candy makers real quick. Um, they're, I, I want to say that they're not inherently evil, but they have no. a purpose, right? Yeah. Like, I think that they get a bad rap, right? right. A, a lot of the time because they're like, they're like the mafia oh. lollipop guild. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry. I, it I, like, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like we're making two dimensions of the, of the things. One dimension is like brewer, baker, cooker, right? But we're also having a certain kind of, I guess, purpose, like candy, grease, cooker, you know, like there's different yeah. kinds of food or, of some sort. Yeah, but I think, that, I think that that all kind of I think it comes down to a matter of reputation, right? Like right. people will still eat grease food. People yeah. will still eat candy. You know, like yeah. it's a matter of it's not it, like they're hierarchical, but that they're like different areas of focus almost. Yeah, I, and not only that, but I imagine like in the food world, like people who are like cookery chefs are mm. looked better upon than like a baker, right? For, right. Even though like the baker is putting in way more effort or is oh, doing something entirely, they see more different. art involved. Yes, yes. I think that there's a prestige to actually that's that's kind of in line with how magic systems typically work, right? Like mm -hmm. there's there's kind of a prestige to the certain types of magic, but you know, meanwhile there are other just as important people doing more important work, but right. it's just you know look not looked at as much because like oh you're a baker, who cares, you know? That means there's a candy cat and I worship it. <laughs> <laughs> like just in general? <laughs> yeah, cat of candy. <laughs> Hold on, Saint, candy, Saint candy, candy Cat sounds like an Adventure Time villain or some shit like that. <laughs> Adventure to Candy Cat Mountain. Oh uh, my god, you gotta actually, find the Candy Cat Sage, yeah. Yes. You could also look at this in, like, a, if there's different cultures in the world, different countries and everything, you could have their style of food also be at war with the other styles of food. Yes. But why does that matter? Because the French do everything the best, Chris. I don't. I am <laughs> not arguing that fact. <laughs> I mean, to speak seriously about economics or at least the yes. political factions, like what Chris established earlier, if certain areas um, exclusively produce certain resources, that's what they might struggle over in the end, you know, like and, and mm -hmm. trade between them is trading between trading their resources or their ingredients, because at the end of the day, like. They, they seek flavor and some diversity to, to life as animals. And the only thing they can get that way is by eating special foods because the, the land is producing like crap otherwise. And not only that, but you're also expanding your magical powers by, you know, mm -hmm. by having different ingredients to trade and, and mess around with. Right. Yeah. I, see, uh, I'm imagining, right, when I, like really spicy food your people are basically just known as fire breathers because you're eating yeah. something incredibly spicy and then you're like dragons breathing that shit out. Like peppers know? and stuff. Oh my God. Gosh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gentlemen, all right. do we have anything else? Because my God, it's been an episode. Yeah. I think I got all mine out. Did you guys have all yours? 
Chris, did you get yours? Yeah, I think I got all mine out. All right. Gentlemen, this was a shorter than normal episode, but it, it is dense and Nailed rich. It. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited for our next episode. Mm-hmm. I, I'm in love with this world already. Uh, I'm just, I'm just so ready to do the next one. Uh, I mean, I so, honestly want to write something set in this because it's so specific. Like it would be oh, really yeah. easy to write in it. Oh, I was even thinking about how technology changes stuff. Like ice cream wasn't even a thing at <gasps> one point. Oh, Until man. Pete, someone decided to like make an ice cream maker before that. It was like just chipped ice. Flavor ice. Yeah. Flavor ice. Yeah. 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 No, that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. We have to, we're, we're going to come back. We're going to come back to the team. All right. This has been an amazing episode. I guys, I, 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 to our audience, I hope you're fucking enjoying this as much as we are. This is some of the most fun that we've had in quite a while. All right. This is I'm also very hungry now. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to go eat as well. However, this has been another episode of world build with us. Thank you for listening. If you want to send us your own cool idea, go ahead and send us an email at worldbuildwithus at gmail.com, or you can shoot us a tweet at let's world build and your idea will might show up on the show. Um, or, or you can just be married to one of us. You just get streamlined right to the front of the line. Fast track. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but until next week, remember that we love you very much. We're all in this together. We're going to get through it and uh, stay hungry.